in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them cuckoo suckers like the fucking players. The Padres have tied the Dodgers for first place in the NL West. They are 38 and 24 after beating the Cubs yesterday. Padres have won eight of their last 11. The Dodgers have won just four of their last 11. Do you actually believe that the Padres could win this division? I actually do. Oh, I actually do because more so because of the Dodgers rotation. Bueller, I assume he's out and don't know when he's coming back. Six to eight and it's going to be longer than that. Kershaw just came off the IL, and with his age, there's a good chance something else can happen to him. More so, though, I don't think Tony Gonsolin and Anderson can keep this up. Like, Gonsolin's 7-0. Is Anderson might be 7-0-7-1. I just don't think – I think the history of them, they're not going to keep it up. So I think the Padres have a better rotation. Darvish, Musgrove, I think they have a better rotation. And they can hit. So you think I'm crazy, but I th- I'm not saying they will. The question is, can they? And they can certainly win the West. So Fangraphs, which does, like, they project out the rest of the season. It updates every day. Fangraphs, their win total for the Dodgers right now projected at 94.7. Their win total for the Padres, 93.7. Okay. So So one game difference. One game. Their uh, odds to, they have, like, percentage to win the division. The Dodgers are at 49.8. The Padres at 39.5. And the Giants have a 10.7% chance to win the division. So 50-50 right now, the Dodgers win it with the Padres being the number two favorite right Okay, there. I still expect the Dodgers to do it. I know the rotation concerns are significant, but how many bullpen games the Dodgers do last year and they ended up winning 107? They did a lot of bullpen like, games. It was like two spots in the rotation were bullpen you games. Might as well, like you might as months. well made Mitch White a starter <laughs> as often as that guy was out of the bullpen. So I still think the Dodgers are going to win this division do you really I, I think they're they are a better team than the Padres but it's if just a week ago you would ask me this I would have thought no way Dodgers are gonna run well, away a week ago the they're up five right they're gonna run away with the division and here we are with the Padres having tied them technically the Dodgers are still in first percentage by win points percentage. I see that I by see win that. percentage yes. it's a big deal there could change tonight uh who do the Dodgers play Angels oh no <laughs> that's a sweep how many Angels. times you played them that's Twice. three in a row it's, two in a row no, two in a row and <laughs> Padres never lose on the road, so they'll beat uh, they'll beat the Cubs again. Cubs are awful, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Padres are getting lucky with the schedule. Then they go to then they go to Colorado. Come on, unbelievable, unbelievable. Listen, by you, the end of the week, afraid of the schedule. By the end of the week, the Cubs will the the Padres will be up two on the Dodgers. No, two. I'm telling you, Angels twice, then the mighty Guardians come into Dodger Stadium. Oh, that's that's four wins, five wins. How many games you play? That's like six wins this week. No worries. Dodgers will be back in first very soon. And the Padres uh, change places with Dodgers and play the Cubs starting Wednesday. The Padres? Yeah, they're playing the Cubs right now. They beat him last night and they play him tonight. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're in the middle of they're in the middle of a series with the Cubs. It'll be a two. It'll be two game lead. Next question. Australia is going to the World Cup. Ed, do me a favor and click on the link in the rundown because I'm assuming you didn't watch this game yesterday. They ended up going to a penalty shootout against Peru. 
Australia subbed in their backup goalie for the penalty shootout, Andrew Redmayne, and he danced around during the penalty shootout like an idiot. I mean, he looked like an idiot. It looked like those big inflatable things in front of car dealerships, right? That's what he did for the entirety of the penalty shootout before Peru would shoot. And then he'd jump into position and try to make a save. He ended up making a save to help send Australia to the World Cup. Little little clown show. The oh, it's dance. incredible. The yeah. guy's great. Also, this is a tweet from a random guy named Sam Gowland on Twitter who said, I was at the match yesterday, and I think it has been overlooked that the Peru goalkeeper had instructions written on his water bottle about where Australian players would shoot during the penalties. At his first chance, Andrew Redmayne, the Australian goalie, threw the water bottle into the stand. <laughs> So the Peru goalie had like, hey, number nine is going to shoot right. Number 14 is going to shoot left. And the Australian goalie grabbed the water bottle and threw it into the crowd. So he could not look at that anymore. That's pretty awesome. This guy is insane. And I could not be happier that he's part of the reason Australia won a game to go to the World Cup. It's great. Today, by the way, if you have any interest, New Zealand plays Costa Rica. Last spot in the World Cup is up for grabs with that play-in game. So you can watch that if you want. And where's that game? On what, what channel? That, uh, I think uh, yesterday was on FS1. So either oh. FS1, maybe FS2, but it right. should be on FS1. Uh, so yeah, they're playing in Qatar, by the way, in the middle of summer. <laughs> That'd be nice. Man, you know, that's a great question. Also, the United States plays El Salvador tonight in the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, Jesus Ferreira scored four goals in Friday's game. He is not expected to start. In this one, this is the United States' last game before the actual World Cup. Long break without a actual That's a competitive long game uh, before the World Cup. Here's a fun fact for you. There are two Lights FC players on El Salvador, and they both played in the last yeah. El Salvador game. Their goalie started, and they had a guy sub in off the bench, Roberto Molina. I think they play tonight. Uh, yes. I saw, well, I they're, they're on the roster. We'll okay, see if they actually right. play against the United States, but they're on the roster. So... The United States should not be losing to a team that starts two Lights FC players. <laughs> As a Lights FC fan, that should not be happening <laughs> for the United States. They should be able to beat anybody that puts any Lights FC player into their lineup. You're talking about a Lights FC team coming off a win. They are still not in the playoff spot, but they did get a win over the weekend. Good day. I'm out. Apparently, the Dolphins were willing to give Sean Payton a $100 million contract. Uh, two separate reports, slightly differing details, but Dan Hyde, who writes for the uh, Sun Sentinel in Florida, he reported last week that there was a five-year deal worth $20 million per year from the Dolphins for Sean Payton. And then Albert Breer, who writes for Sports Illustrated, reported that it would have been a four-year deal for $100 million. So... Slightly differing details, but one is the same. $100 million for Sean Payton, which means the Dolphins, were were they actually this close to Tom Brady, part owner and quarterback, and Sean Payton being the highest paid coach I in just, the NFL? Perhaps, but I think it's I think he's a good coach, but that is absolutely preposterous. I mean, we thought it was that preposterous kind of that Gruden got $100 and he got, million. That was over 10 over years. 10? Now. Right. This was a hundred million over, over four, five? four. Come on, <laughs> that's a, that, what a reach. He's an he's a good coach. He's a good coach. That that's a. I don't know if you think coaches are meat bags like you do goalies, but this is way too much for any kind of coach. 
we had a fairly ridiculous NFL offseason. Like, this was an offseason where a lot of quarterbacks and wide receivers changed teams. It felt like an NBA offseason, right? Yeah. This this would have blown everything out of the water. If, oh. if Brady would have come out of retirement. To be an owner. To, play, to be an owner and play for the other team in Florida, in the Miami Dolphins. And they would have gone and gotten Sean Payton and given him a ridiculous contract. That, that would have been the biggest thing of all yes. the crazy stuff that actually yep. happened. It would have been insane. And again, this potentially all fell apart because Brian Flores went public with, hey, they fired me because I wouldn't tank. <laughs> like, <Yes>. that's, <laughs> that's why this didn't happen. It's great. That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> Zion Williamson said he wants to be in New Orleans. His quote, I do want to be here. That's no secret. I feel like I've stood on that when I spoke. Do you believe him? I believe it if he thinks he's getting that max deal, which the GM said it's an easy decision for him. The Pelicans can offer him a five-year uh, extension worth $186 million this offseason. He's only got one more season on his uh, rookie deal, but the Pelicans can offer him that five-year deal and a max of 186 this offseason. Who should not be willing to do that? Oh, that's a great question. Because I think New Orleans should do it. I don't know. Like, I put that in the rundown, and I still don't know what I think the answer is. Because part of me thinks, like, take it from Zion's perspective. Part of me is like, he might not play more than 30 games in a season for his entire career. And if somebody's going to give him a guaranteed $186 million, he should sign it as soon as it's in front of him. But there's also part of me that thinks, if Zion's healthy... We saw when he was healthy. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. He's not going to win in New Orleans, and he should be trying to get out of New Orleans as soon as possible, which would mean not signing this. And then on the flip side, if I'm the Pelicans, same same two ideas. Zion, if he's healthy, is awesome. Is going to be awesome, right. and I want that guy on my team as long as possible. But also, he might not play more than 30 games a year, and do I really want to commit a five-year, $186 million extension? Well, I don't know which side I sh- which side I would want to take if I was Zion or if I was the by Pelicans. the GM coming out and saying it's an easy decision. They think he's going to be healthy. I guess. I also think there's an element of if you're the Pelicans where this is your best shot at having the superstar that could lead you to a title. Right. Right. Where it, it's hard if you're New Orleans, it's well, it's, it's hard, hard to, to get, get free that agents type of player. and people like that. Right. Exactly. So this is your best shot, and even if you're sitting in the back of your mind, I don't know if this guy's playing many games for us. It's still your best shot, so you're still probably saying I, it's it's worth the risk, right. right? If it doesn't work out, hey, we still suck. We've been bad for a while, but this is probably your best shot at it, so you're probably going to try to lock that guy up. I understand that part of it if you're the Pelicans, but I just I don't know what the right answer is because there's I'd the, sign him. The varying the variance of outcomes is so great where this sure. guy could be the best player on a title team. Or he, he could play 30 games a year, and it yeah. would be a non, non-factor. non He could play 20 games for the rest of his career, right. and, and it's done. And you're like, oh. Push comes to shove, I'd sign him. I think I would, too. Right now, I, if I was the Pelicans, I think I would. And I I think if I'm Zion, I sign the deal, too. I think oh, I say. I, if I'm him. I sign it. I take the money. $186 million? And if I really, really decide I don't want to play in New Orleans, I, force, I, I just force a trade and force my way out. Because that happens enough in basketball that Zion could actually do that. What do you think? Steven Strasburg is going back on the IL. He made his first start last week since June of 2021. 
something apparently felt wrong when he threw a bullpen session over the weekend and he's going back to the IL. So Steven Strasburg, very much like Zion Williamson, 2019, he led the National League in innings pitched with 209. Since then, he's thrown 31 and a, uh, two-thirds innings over three seasons. I mean, damaged goods. Feel bad for him. He yeah. was when he when he had full seasons and he was excellent. And now it's basically been, modern. Yeah, it's basically been three seasons yeah. of Steven Strasburg. Hey, he's back yeah. for one start, two starts, three starts, and then like this this time he made one start. What was the Marlins put like Boy, seven? When he runs came on out him. of state, he was thought to be the next great thing. Yeah. And and he was actually very good. When he played when he pitched, he was excellent. Yeah. But it's hey, but here's the thing that blew me away. One he's like thirty two. Is Steven Strasburg yeah. that old? I was like, I, for whatever, I guess because he just hasn't pitched in a while. I was like, ah, he's still 27. Right. He's in his early 30s. Has a ring. He does have a ring, unfortunately. It was not a good year. <laughs> it was not a great a, year. I did not enjoy that. Shut that up, Danny. was a great year. Shut up, Danny. Go to the next topic. <laughs> just kidding. We're going, we're going to break. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Jared's currently standing outside the window yes. of the studio. Uh, he does look like a jester today. He's checking his phone. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a jester Wandering today. back and forth. So if, if you're a listener wondering where Jared is. He's outside our window. He's like <laughs> 10 feet away from us. I don't know why he's 10 feet away from us, though. So not asking any more questions. Um, some Golden Knights topics to get into, coaching search-wise, which, again, not much has happened. We did have a report last week from Ty Anderson uh, that multiple teams have re- reached out to Bruce Cassidy. Uh, he gave the quote, I want to get back to work. Hopefully it's a really good fit for both sides. Um, do you, okay. First off, we don't have the team names. Do you believe the Golden Knights are one of those teams? I believe they would have reached out to him because if they are waiting for Barry Trotz, you might as well reach out to Cassidy. Right. I would assume that the Golden Knights would at least reach out to Bruce Cassidy. And if he says, no, thank you. No, I'm not interested then whatever. But I think you at least reach out to him to gauge what his interest level is. Are the Golden Knights the most attractive job that's open right now? Let me think of the nine that are open. Boston is open now, which would be the other potential cup contender. But they've got some roster decisions to make. Dallas is open. Winnipeg's open. Philly's open. I think Detroit's open. And then there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of interims. Yeah, I do think I think they're the most attractive job. So. They should get one of Trotz or Cassidy, right? Right. I mean. I could understand people have talked about, you know, does Trotz want to go back home to Winnipeg or Barry Trotz wants some front office control. Like I can understand why they might not get Trotz, even if they really want him. But between the two of them, could they really get passed up by both of those guys? Could the best two coaches say, no, I don't want to go to the team. Why would gives Cassidy me the best say chance? no to the Knights? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I saw do... what happened in Winnipeg, by the way. Wait, what happened in the Winnipeg? local brewery? No, what happened? If you come home, Barry will give you free beer for life. Oh, oh. where's Mackenzie River when you need him? Step up for the right. The what pizza. are we offering? Come on, Sign free right pie now. for life. Let's go. What are we offering? This is I, ridiculous. Yes. How is Barry Trotz not already signed I with mean, Winnipeg? Exactly. They said free beer for life. <gasps> Can you imagine that? A is, hockey guy? Okay, is a coach worth that? Uh, like if you're, I don't if, know if anyone's worth it. <laughs> Like if you're if you're a Connor McDavID, if you're right, like if Connor McDavid was yes, a free I would agent, give him free whatever and he wanted. Edmund, some Edmonton business was like, you eat here for free oh, for absolutely. the rest of your life. Yeah, but is a coach worth that? Free beer? He'll probably drink less 
beer than the cost of his contract. Yeah, but if you're the business, you're not. You don't care about his contract. Yeah, you, you know how you're, much, you're losing the money on it, right? But you know how much product they waste I on mean, like mispours and all that stuff. Yeah. They still gonna waste. They're still gonna lose money on that. Does this mean he gets to bring people in? <laughs> that, well, I was gonna say if I'm Barry Trotz, I'm I got a party in. of twenty. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, I just signed a new contract. Come on, boys, We're going let's go to celebrate. Yeah, whole team's coming and it's yeah. free because I got the took up here. That'll be part of oh. his deal. That's good. We got to do better than McKenzie River Pizza, right? Yes. I mean, it can't just be the place in the arena yeah. to practice at. <laughs> well, right? after practice, he just goes and gets a pie every day. Somebody's got to do better than that. <laughs> Somebody's got to step up to the plate and offer Bruce Cass or uh, Barry Trust or Bruce Cassidy something, I guess. But they got to do it for a free agent at some point. They got to do it for like, they, here's, here's what's got to happen they got to do it for Riley Smith. Because, like, the only way Riley Smith is a Golden Knight next season. Oh, if he takes less money. If he takes less money. So somebody's out there got to be like, all right, Riley. We know you're probably going to make like six and a half million if you become a free agent. And we know if you're going to stay here, you're only going to make like two million. So free golf. Right. You just, he, yeah, he likes to golf. He likes to go free, free golf. golf forever. Yeah. For as long as you're here. Free you golf, and, Riley Smith. You and three people. Yes. Every foursome gets free golf. Deal, I mean, right? That's a good deal. That's a good deal <laughs> for, for, for a guy who loves golf for life. That's a good deal. Is that that's, salary cap circumvention? Well, <laughs> Well, they are experts at it. Yes. That's a great. Okay. Now, that might be like Danny was saying about the salary. Let's say he's making $2 million. Golf for life might depending, add up a lot, depending on where, what course he's at. And if they're doing the foursome, that yeah, could be that's quite a, a bit. that's a lot of money. Especially, did he say, when he we had him on, did he say he's playing like twice a week? Yeah, says he plays. He, he plays and then, because uh, I gave him credit for the Angel Park comment. But he says he takes his wife over to Angel Park and they play together. And then he also plays a ton of Bears Best, which a lot of those guys do. But free golf for life with foursomes. Carts. Oh, yeah. Some places. I mean, <laughs> if he plays at the bad ones, you're still looking at 50, 60 around. Yeah. Good ones, couple hundred. Yeah. That's a good, good deal. I, that's a good deal. It's a good deal. I'm just trying to help a couple the million bucks. out here. That's all I'm doing. And then free golf. Here's, a, here's another question. Is that legal in college sports with NIL now? I would imagine it is. Can you so. guys are getting a million dollars out of yeah. imagine free pizza and, and golf might be involved yeah. with that too. As like, long as you're well, as long as you're a spokesman for the company, right, you gotta you gotta do like something, I guess. Yeah, like say, hey, this golf course is the best around. But like you could, cons- I don't know, I don't think college basketball players like to golf quite as much as hockey players. But no. you could conceivably be like, hey, transfer to UNLV and play for play golf for free. If you're a senior and you're 21 years or older, could you take the free beer for life? I would I, say so. I think. That would be actually great on NIL. The, the school just might make a make they a might. rule that you can't do it during the season. <laughs> but uh, as far as like the free food and Some stuff for life, getting bombed before the big game. Where's Jimmy? Well, the last time we saw Jimmy, he was over across Cashing campus in on his NIL exactly. deal. <laughs> should, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy stumbles in with about five minutes before the game. We should reach out to uh, John Daly Jr. He just signed the NIL deal with Hooters. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Some wings. That, that that this is a key in recruiting now. You got to find out all these kids like legitimate interest and in what they would want to go do. Right. And be like, all right, he likes to golf. We're finding a golf course, yeah. and you're playing for free for at least the time you're a student at that school. At least, if not forever. I mean, I don't know what other hobbies you'd have. That's a great, that you could do a great that. point. Yeah. If you, I there was a Boise kid who I know BJ Rains tweeted. Uh, it was a while ago, but it was a football player, I believe. His NIL started. He was driving a car off the lot. Do you remember that? 
He was. Dri- I remember you telling yeah, me about tweet, it. Yeah, the tweet. He was driving like a, a new SUV off the lot. Whatever happened to Tate Martell and his wings? I don't know what happened to Tate Martell, period. It's just, yeah, that's a good question. What did happen to Tate Martell, period? Man, he was, it's just wings. I yeah. remember that. I tried yeah. those. Any good? Yeah, yeah, because I had some flavor, some apple flavor I'd never had before. They were solid. It was just the chilies, though, right? We I, we went over this, didn't we? Uh, Well, we went over it when he had the NIL deal. Right. We went over it when he Tate when Martell we signed this NIL deal with, with it's wings. just wings as right. the company. Which, after I ordered, I finally discovered it was a Chili's. Yes. It, 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 it's not a real restaurant. There's no It's Just Wings restaurant. It's just... A, it's just what it, they call it, oh, them. The phrase was ghost restaurant. There are multiple restaurants that yes. if you went on, like, DoorDash or Postmates, you could find It's Just Wings. But, but did it was you just, know it came from Chili's? No, it was just Chili's making wings and then sending it out. There's no It's Just Wings actual restaurant. Is that even fair? The wings were solid. I mean, <laughs> the wings were good. Yeah, I didn't. I enjoyed the wings, <laughs> so I didn't have any complaints about where it came from. I don't care that it came from Chili's; they were solid. So yeah, but that was that was the ghost restaurant was the fun phrase we learned there. So it's a good point by you though. When a kid comes in, what do you like most? Right, and then get your nil people on it immediately. Right, you want to play top golf every day for yeah five months. Yeah. Here you go. We'll we'll save you a cabana thing or whatever they call them at Top Golf. You want to, they like Danny said, maybe that during the season you want to go to the day club on the strip every day. Let's go for it. So the uh, the Boise State players, their tight end Riley Smith, and oh, he was Riley. given he was given an F one fifty for doing a commercial in the stadium on the uh, on the field. Okay, all right. Did he get to drive that around the stadium? That I don't know, but apparently it started as a joke. He knew the receptionist at the Ford dealership, and he jokingly said, hey, you should put me in contact with these people. And, and they did. And it happened. Worked out well for him. The Look tight end? What's the quarterback getting at that place? Uh, tight end stole it all. Man. Tight end knew the receptionist. Quarterback yeah. didn't know anybody. <laughs> also, Boise. What? They haven't been They haven't been Boise State good for a couple of years. No, Who true. wants their quarterback anymore? Get out of here. That's ridiculous. You got to be a lot better than that. So there's your uh, NIL trots. deal here. Yeah. Free free beer for, for life. Yeah. That uh, was tweeted yesterday. It was, some, it was some company in Winnipeg or some brewery in Winnipeg who said free beer for life if you come. Is Dude. there some dumb stipulation on it? Like, I'll give you the – I went to the Astros games over the weekend. If an Astro steals a base, you get five free wings at this restaurant. There's one of those restaurants in Minute Maid Park. You cannot use it at that restaurant in Minute Maid Park. You have to go to one outside of the stadium to use it. What about the uh, Aces? Um, miss twice, earn a slice. As far as I know, you it's the place in Mandalay Bay, and you just can walk over to it right after the game and get a free slice of pizza. You just get like a uh, little voucher, I guess, going out? Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I think you just show your ticket. Oh, okay. All right. I you think you just, okay. And hopefully they know. Boy, there's some long lines at that place. I missed twice or <laughs> in a slice. I was at an Aces game where it happened, and there were like 5,000 people in there. I'm like, man, that's going to be a long line at this pizza place. It's very exciting. Very exciting time. Darren Waller, always excited for that. Coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Joining us now is Charles McDonald. Follow him on Twitter at 4Verts. Podcast is the exemplist. All right, Charles, uh, how do you feel when it's early June and you see people on Twitter comparing Hunter Renfro to Cooper Cup? Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, the, it was just weird because 
I think the tweet said like the ongoing debate. I was like, what ongoing debate? <laughs> what debate is there? <laughs> like, is it just because they're white? Like, I don't get it. Uh, I'm just, I, I just think we, at this time of year, we all need to kind of go outside. Like, there was a post yesterday. I don't remember what like broadcasting publication did it, but it was just like ranking the teams with the most playoff wins in the Super Bowl era. I'm like, you can't about this right now. Uh, it's summertime, you know, and I would say we got about three weeks left of summer before it gets so hot. You probably shouldn't be outside uh, just based on the current trend. So I think that we should get outside uh, for, you know, these last few weeks of summer. Enjoy it. Don't argue about, you know, the best receiver in the league probably getting compared to Hunter Renfro because, like, there is no debate to be had there. And it's dumb because, like, Hunter Renfro is a good player too, but he's not Cooper Cup. And I think everyone that's working in good faith understands that. We asked about Hunter Renfro and the contract, and we went back and forth on this, on who we thought wanted the two years, more so the Raiders wanted the two years, or, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro said, I'll bet on myself and I'll take two years. Who, who in your mind, would apt to uh, want the two years on him? Wait, who or what? What did you say? Come which which side would have wanted the two years more, the team or him? Um, Probably him. Uh, because let's say, you know, these, these next two seasons or – you know, yeah, next, these next two seasons with Devontae Adams, let's say they go really well. Uh, you're a playoff team. Like, I, I, and I, I say this because I don't think that that's, like, uh, a scenario that's, like, far-fetched because when I look at this team, it's got, it's got a lot of high-end talent that I think you can count on. Uh, so, you know, I, I think for him, two years, it's, it's, it's a risk. But, you know, with the way that this wide receiver money is going, is there – is it unreasonable to think that Hunter Renfro can have, you know, a Christian Kirk type impact on an offense? And if so, then he should find a shorter deal uh, to try to get that kind of bag. Uh, and honestly, I think even right now, you could probably say that Christian Kirk uh, or that Hunter Renfro maybe even provides a bigger, a bigger impact than uh, Christian Kirk. It's just, uh, for him, it probably makes more sense just to roll the dice on a two year deal. And then, you know, if you're really balling in a year or two, you can probably renegotiate and get that extension. Do you think Sam Darn Sam Darn, do you think Baker Mayfield actually gets traded to Carolina? Does this actually end up happening before the season starts? Uh yeah. Matt was gonna save his job, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, that that's it. Uh, I, I don't look I d I don't think that um that this will save his job, but if you're Matt Rule, you can't even care a little bit about twenty twenty three. Uh, you you have Sam Darnold and Matt Corral as your starting quarterback, which is crazy because it's not like it's not like Sam Darnold is like some unknown quantity where it's like, oh, you know, maybe this is the year he turns it around. This is year five in the NFL. Uh, you've got a pretty pretty sizable sample size of games uh, to kind of have a reference, and he's not a very good quarterback. Great guy, nice guy. I'm a very good quarterback. That's fine. Uh, I just don't understand how, you know, it's minicamp. And knowing what you know about Darnold, knowing what you saw last year, the years prior to that in the Jets, how, like, the only thing you have at this point in the offseason is uh, Matt Corral. Uh, it's kind of crazy to me because it's not like the Panthers are just, like, some team that's hopeless and has no talent. Um, the defense was legit playoff caliber last year. You know, even to save probably championship caliber if they could have had 
uh, you know, any semblance of an offense, but they didn't. Uh, and Sam is really bad, and all they have so far is Matt Corral. So now, you know, it, it, you, you see these teams, like, where it's so obvious they don't have a clue, like, what to do or what's actually going on, because now that it's coming out that, you know, they want to get Baker Mayfield in for minicamp, that means that the Browns, like, you're desperate to get a quarterback in, which means they can now, they have the leverage now. Like, you gave the leverage back to the Browns in this uh, scenario, which is crazy, uh, but this is kind of what the Matt Rule experience has been. You know, they've gone on a full 360, even back to the point where Cam Newton was on the roster last season. And you're still trying to pick up the pieces from that era of Panthers football entering year three. Uh, it's pretty crazy. But, yeah, I, I think that a Baker Mayfield trade makes sense because, like I said, they've got a good defense. Don't want to put that to waste. And as much grief as Baker gets, he's easily better than Sam Darnold and Matt Corral right now. So I would make that trade if I was there. If they retain some of his salary, what would you demand back for him? Or what would you suggest back for him at this point in terms of the market? Um, man, uh, I would try to get back, like, third or fourth round pick. Yeah. A uh, second might be, like, the highest you can get, uh, depending on how much you're willing to take. The problem is Carolina, they don't have that much cap spaces here. And, you know, since Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were in the same draft class, uh, and both of them have had their fifth years options picked up, you know, that ends up being around a similar cap hit. Because, uh, you know, Baker was the first pick, Sam was the third pick. Uh, and, you know, it's just uh, it's a mess. It's a mess for the Panthers, but I, I really don't see why they wouldn't do this. Like, you've got to trade for either him or Jimmy G. Uh, I would be trying to trade for Jimmy G just because I think the cost is less because you don't have to eat you know, quite some salary because his contract is about to expire and it's not like it's not like he's fully guaranteed rookie deal. Uh, but, hey, Baker Mayfield is a lot better than what you got going on right now. And when you look at the the, the weapons that they have around them, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, uh, you know, you got Robbie Anderson for now, Paris Marshall, they've, they've invested in the skill spot. So I, I think it makes no sense to roll back the same Donald Trump, knowing what we know about him. Uh, let me know what your reaction is to this tweet uh, from Pete Haley. Ron Rivera has read the First Amendment over and over in light of Jack Del Rio's remarks last week and has a copy of it on his desk. Over and okay, the, the part that I got stuck on was over and over. <laughs> uh, you know, let, let me, I'm, I'm on my phone right now because I, I can't imagine the First Amendment is more than like. Two or three sentences. Three sentences. Three sentences. Three sentences. Okay. So you're going to. This is the weird part part about uh, football culture. I mean, even having played it, it's just like, why are you telling people that's like you're working? Like, working working hard in a way that just doesn't make sense. So after Jack Del Rio says the dust stuff. At the capital, and man, like if that's that stuff, I don't want to know what world Jack Del Rio comes from because that man has seen the depths of hell. Is what happened on January 6th is just a dust stuff for him. I, uh, I mean, like, I, I just don't understand what is this. The first you're going to read the First Amendment over and over and over again for what? <laughs> it doesn't apply to this situation. Like he's your employee. Like just because he said something dumb doesn't mean he can't be punished. And you already did punish him. And no one thought that Jack Del Rio was going to get, like, arrested for saying what he did. So I don't know why 
why Robert Gary says he has to read the, you know, the First Amendment over and over and over again, all three sentences. I think someone said it's like less than fifty words. It's like a, it's like a tweet, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just, I, I can't understand how that's a productive uh, use of your time. But also, I, I kind of doubt. You know, I'm gonna call Robert Gary out. I don't think he's sitting there reading this all day. I think he read it once <laughs> and said, uh, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to use this in my next press conference to show that we're trying to get the culture right around here, but it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, they fined him a hundred grand. He apologized to the team, which they said was well received. So, how do you keep going on this? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would have fired him because he's bad at you know coordinating the defense <laughs> along, along with this. Uh, you guys tell me that you have like the best, one of the best defensive lines in the league, if not the best, and like a, like not not the greatest, you know, back seven, but like some quality players in the secondary, you're going to be bad on defense. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he should have been here in performance alone. I don't really think that he should be there now. And honestly, I, I think a split would probably be best for uh, the commanders at this point in time, just because they just need some fresh faces on defense. They got, they got enough talent to not be as bad as they were last year. You mentioned the idea that he's reading this over and over or trying to say that he's reading it over and over to act like he's working hard and taking it seriously. What's more important in football, actually working hard or making sure everybody thinks you're working hard? Oh, if you're trying to get paid, it's making sure everybody thinks you're working hard. <laughs> you know? Because you, there's these, you know how many coaches sit up there all day long, you know, sleep in their offices just to go like 4-12? and 12? Like, what are you getting out of this? I mean, the money's great, sure, but you're just you're living you're living a lot harder than than I think is necessary. So, you know, I, I appreciate like what Sean McVay and the Rams have shown us after the Super Bowl run. We're gonna party. We're gonna have a good time, uh, and I'm sure they're still gonna be winning 13 games again right off the hangover next season. Well, he is Charles McDonald. Again, follow him on Twitter at 4Verts. The podcast is The Exemplist. Charles, as always, we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Charles. All right. Talk to you later. See you. Ron Rivera has read the First Amendment over and over. <laughs> One expression, assembly, right to petition, forbids Congress from promoting one religion, individuals' religious practice. I'm done. <laughs> like, I, I love the idea that it's like when you're reading a story or something. And, like, you kind of zone out, but you keep reading, and you're like, oh, I have to go back and reread what I just read because I forgot everything. Is that what he's doing? Like, he gets two or three words I mean, in and just zones out, thinks about something. Oh, it's like, oh, crap. I he forgot stops what I was at doing. the First Amendment guarantees. And he's like, oh, <laughs> lost, tra- lost my train of thought again. I just can't imagine reading it over and over. And like the point Charles made, Ron Rivera is not like a judge that has to uphold the First Amendment. No. If he wants to fire Jack then Del fire. Rio for saying anything, he can. He can fire Jack. De- he he doesn't have to abide by the First Amendment. <laughs> that's not a. That's not what. I'm, like no. Do you think he just wanted to sound smart in the press conference? I think so. I think it was in all seriousness. I think it was he wanted to sound like he was working hard and taking this very seriously. Right. So he looked up the First Amendment. Right, and in reality, he just kind of sounds like a moron because yeah. he's. Reading the First Amendment over, over and, over and over and over. Like, it shouldn't take you that long to comprehend the First Amendment. It shouldn't be that difficult. All right. Coming up next, we'll get into some college football because Texas A&M, oh, they wanted Nick Saban to be suspended. 
Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. You wish you were covering a Mike McCarthy team? My gosh, he's talking before the press, wow. before the practice in the mini camp in Dallas. You get media availability and oh, then practice. man, and then but probably media availability after practice. Probably get to watch practice, ah, Things too, are different from, in Dallas, it appears. Without binoculars. Yeah. You think they're oh, going to... Yeah. You think they're going to have the press box rearranged in Allegiant Stadium to face away from the field? <laughs> they're turning the chairs yes. around as we speak. Yeah, you're going to need uh, binoculars and a mirror <laughs> to look into it to see what's happening on the field. That'll be great. Um, here's a story from On3. Texas A&M wanted Nick Saban to be fined or suspended. Uh, they sent a letter to the SEC. Uh, from the Texas A&M University president and the athletic director, sent it to the commissioner of the SEC. And here's part of what that letter said. Coach Saban's statement is false beneath the dignity of the SEC and corrosive to the fabric of sportsmanship in college football as a whole, and especially within the SEC. We expect the league to take strong public action against Coach Saban and the University of Alabama to demonstrate that such unprofessionalism and disrespect for the Texas A&M student-athletes, coaches, and university as a whole will not be tolerated. A public apology from Coach Saban to Coach Fisher, Aggie football, and Texas A&M University is a good starting point, but the league should also consider monetary and participation penalties (laughs) Against okay. Coach Saban. Right. Yeah, thanks for checking in. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet the other day about um, Texas A&M on five-star recruits each year comparative to the last five years, and it was like they got one, one, two, and then the last year five, and the guy goes parentheses, NIL, parentheses. <laughs> I mean, no cheating just, happened. Ed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you talking yeah, can about? Can you believe that? This is, I, okay. This has been a phenomenal story simply because just randomly in May, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher <laughs> went at it. We're just yelling at each other. Right. Like it, it's like as far away from a football season as you can be. And they're just randomly taking shots at each other. Nick Saban essentially calls Texas A&M cheaters. And then he comes back later and is like, I never said they cheated, but it's kind of what you were implying. And the next day, Jimbo Fisher who refused calls from Nick Saban called his own press conference to yell at Nick Nick Saban. Saban. Could have talked to him on the phone. Nope, absolutely not. Press conference. I'm yelling at it, and everybody's going to see me yell at Nick Saban. Phenomenal story. And it, oh, by the way, the other fun detail was when the SEC told all of its football coaches, you cannot do media this week. They told, like, I think it was Lane Kiffin was supposed to go on the Dan Patrick show or something. And was like, eh, we had to cancel because how the bummed SEC, was Lane Kiffin? Man. He wanted to be on home. that. Oh man, he wanted to just go off on everybody because the SEC said, "All right, none of you morons are talking right. because you're only going to make this worse for us." And now we find out that Texas A&M sent like an official letter to the SEC requesting that Nick Saban be suspended for calling With monetary Texas A&M. damage. Yeah, they wanted him fined and suspended. For calling Texas A&M cheating essentially cheaters in recruiting, and it's great. And I, I think my favorite phrase is that it that his statements were beneath the dignity of the SEC. <laughs> 
of which we're not sure there is any. Nick Saban called a press conference the next day to yell at Nick Saban. It's Jimbo Jimbo called a press conference the next day. How is how is that not beneath the dignity of Of the the SEC? SEC? Oh, it's a terrific letter. God, the SEC football is incredible because they all cheat. They're all very good at it. They're all very good at the whole football thing, too. But they all think they have some moral superiority to everybody else in that conference that does the same exact thing. It's phenomenal. It's the greatest. Did Saban essentially, he didn't outright apologize. I don't think he outright apologized. I don't know if he did or not. He he, he did make a statement. Right. He He, did make a statement. He did. I think he did. He he apologized for calling out a specific institution. That's what his apology was. He was like, I should. But it's not because the SEC told him to. Right. He came out and said, I should not have singled out a single Uh, one institution or whatever. I should have just said they were all cheating. Right, exactly. (laughs) He did not take back what he said. said, Now, he tried to be like, well, I never accused them of cheating, which... Uh, Essentially, it did. Whatever. Okay. You basically were like, well, how'd they get the number one recruiting class? Oh, NIL deals, right? right? I I do think one of the best points was Deion Sanders when he came out and said, because for some reason... No, Jackson State got (laughs) sideswiped too. Nick Saban oh, called yeah, them right. out because they got. And like, he's in commercials with right, him. They got like a five star recruit. But I think the best point was Deion Sanders was like, Nick Saban didn't say any of this to like call out AM or call out Jackson State. He said all of this to call out his own boosters. He said all of this to right, basically like, be why, like, what are we not doing? Right. To basically be like, to let these guys get five star recruits. Why is somebody else outspending us? Right. Was, is what Deion Sanders' point was. And I think Deion was 100% right. <laughs> the Nick Saban wasn't trying to start a war with Texas AM. He was just be using them as an example, being like, hey, what's what's happening here? How we only some, got Bryce right. Young a million dollars. How is somebody beating us at this game? We should be beating at it. But Jimbo got really mad about that. So it turned into a big ordeal. Leave it to Dion to come with the uh, sensible right, stuff. Right, of course. That's that's where we go. For all the logic is Dion Sanders.